tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Keep playing. Keep working. Keep going. And keep moving with the exceptional orthopedic care at Baptist Health. With an experienced team and a full line of advanced services and procedures, it's no wonder most people choose Baptist to help them keep on keeping on. Visit baptisthealth.com ortho to find a Baptist Health provider. You're listening to Rabot Co. here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Louis Rabot. <laughs> Thursday edition, sitting in Ethan Moore's warm chair here, Rabot Co. ESPN 680. 105.7, the man said UK. I don't quite know what to do with myself uh, here on ESPN 680, 105.7. Multiple uh, times. Too. I, dude, look, be, uh, Bobby V after us, roundtable 3 o'clock. It's a whole thing. Uh, it, there's a lot of. Look, your team loses, and then you start saying things, and, and in his case, the curse word came out, and that curse word for him. We always like to say, we say things we don't mean when we're under stress, <laughs> you know. 437-9680 is our UPS Jobs text line. No Ben this week. He's traveling. Uh, we will catch uh, Jay Davis in the 11 o'clock hour, as we usually do uh, on Thursdays. All right, so we obviously have to start with the bowl game last night, which went about 45 minutes longer than I wanted it to, but that's neither here nor there. I think, you know, it's time for big picture talk about Louisville football, what the season was, et cetera. And that's pretty, you know, formulaic to do today, the day after the bowl game, the holiday bowl, uh, where uh, Mr. Beats and Cheeses himself, Mark Blankenbaker, said it was a terrific time. Just a, what a great day. I just we'll have to find some of those te- those tweets because they are just so wonderfully Blankenbaker. And, and they lose the game to a person named uh, Miller Moss who shatters the Holiday Bowl touchdown pass mark in USC's fourth appearance in the bowl. And every time he threw the ball downfield, you could just kind of assume someone on USC's team was going to catch it, and it was going to go for a very, very long time. And it did. Plummer showed Plummer stuff, and that's fine. Garendo looked good. I thought there were some bright spots for Louisville football yesterday for sure. Um, I thought early on, especially the defense looked prepped and ready to go, and it just it just fell apart for them. So they finished ten at four. They finished with that three game losing streak. And I want to do all of the requisite reminders about this season, and I, and I think they're worth going back over because the the totality of what happened in Jeff Brom's first season here is absolutely worth remarking, and it's absolutely a good job. He did a good job this year. You know what the plan is for this team. You've seen the work in the portal. You watched him win 10 games. You watched a team not play well in stretches, and last night was another one of those. By the way, on defense, they give up three touchdowns in the second quarter. 
from which they cannot recover. That's normal stuff. But 10-4, and four, going to the ACC championship game for the first time, winning in lots of different ways, where some days they could throw the ball, some days they had to run it, some days it was on defense, others on special teams, etc., is the sign of good coaching, of, of preparing your team. So I think Louisville fans should have a lot of hope about what is being built across the street, at least on the football side. But we learned a couple of things last night about the direction of the program, at least in my mind. The first is, and Zach, we talked about this yesterday a little bit, Brahms been hit the portal really hard. In every portal ranking that you can find, Louisville's in the top five for guys that they've gone to get, etc. By the way, that's what you want your coach to be doing. Frankly, that's what we thought Kenny Payne would be doing on the basketball side, but that's neither here nor there. Last night showed you why Brown's been hitting the portal so hard. Their depth caught up with them at the end of the season. They didn't have much. Again, first-year coach trying to put a team together. Where they have 45-plus newcomers this year? Trying to put that kind of team together and then to have opt-outs when you're already not the deepest team in the country is, is very difficult to overcome. And in this case, I think that they found that. And this is why you're seeing Brahm in the in the portal going and getting multiple players at the same for the same role essentially because he doesn't want to repeat what happened last night. He doesn't want to repeat of what happened against Florida State, against Kentucky, where their depth just ran out. And you're seeing why during bowl season, and part of this, of course, is the calendar, the fact that the portal opens during bowl season and guys opt out or they transfer, whatever. Makes it very difficult to prepare for a game on December 27th. It just does. But there is one very big negative from last night. And we talked about it yesterday. It was the thing leading into the game yesterday that was on the table for UofL that they that is no longer there, and frankly, there's a negative. And that's the early season polls for next year. And good listener, you may be thinking, Louis, who gives a damn what the pollsters think at the beginning of a season? I get it. I understand that sentiment totally. Louis, two years or last year, TCU made the CFP in the four-team CFP by not being ranked. Sure. Two years ago, Michigan did the same thing. You're absolutely correct. You're absolutely correct. Here's why it's different for Louisville. Just looking at how they ended the season, do you think Florida State will be preseason ahead of them next year? I do. I think that's a reasonable assumption. North Carolina State finished the season on a five-game win streak. They've got a serious shot to win their bowl game, which I think is a pretty favorable matchup against Kansas State. That game's today, by the way, just before 6 o'clock. Is there a chance NC State's ranked ahead of them, even though Louisville, by the way, maybe their best, certainly their best game away from Louisville was the Friday night blackout win at NC State. I think there's a chance NC State's ranked ahead of them to start next season. How about Clemson? You think just on brand... And on everything else, that Clemson might be ranked ahead of Louisville. I think they might. Now, Louie, why did you go to Florida State, NC State, and Clemson? 
Because that's just the ACC, man. And remember when we did the top 15 teams going into bowl season, only one of them was in the ACC. So last night was a real a real kick in the pants for what they want to accomplish across the street, which, by the way, I think they will at some point. I, I do think – I don't think it's a hot take. I think Jeff Brom's going to make a 12-team playoff at some point. I do. I think that. I don't know that it'll be next year. A reminder of the schedule next year. And before we get too far into the did they benefit from their schedule this season talk, which I will do in a second, let's look at next year. Austin P. Jacksonville State, they're opening the season with those two. It's a rarity recently for Louisville. Usually the early, early part of the season has been very difficult for the Cards this year. Not so much. Last year, of course, opening in Atlanta uh, against Georgia Tech in a conference game. They have road games at Notre Dame, Clemson, Boston College, Stanford, and Virginia. And I'm sure you hear some of those names and you think, oh, it's Boston College. Still a road conference game. They have to go to Stanford. And while I do think, while I do think that they'll likely be better than Stanford next year, it's still a big trip. I've watched for years my alma mater in the Big Ten play Pac-12 teams as part of their non-conference. And when they travel west, those games are very, very difficult to win. And vice versa for the Pac-12 teams traveling east. It's a very difficult amount of travel and win. Oh, yeah, Louis, but hey, SMU joins the conference. They're good to go. Oh, you mean 11-2 and two SMU who just went undefeated in the American and is primed to keep it rolling with a Texas recruiting base? All of that is on your schedule, and I haven't even mentioned a trip to Kroger Field. You also catch Georgia Tech at home, who's improving. You catch Pitt at home, who beat you this year. And you get Miami at home. And who the hell knows what Miami's going to look like next year? No one has any idea. That's not anyone's fault, except for the people in Miami. But that's the schedule next year, man. And, and when I asked after, after Kentucky, when they were 10-2, and two, is there any chance that this was the peak of Louisville football under Jeff Brown? The answer, of course, is pro- possibly. The answer, of course, is possibly. Yeah. But to kind of get it reinforced here last night, against a dude named Miller Moss and a bunch of guys we were told were good freshmen. You could tell there were a couple guys in that postgame interview, Zach, that had never had a microphone in front of them before. And they went out and performed like that against Louisville. Yeah. That part was very troubling. But overall, look, here's what you saw this year with this team, with Jeff Brom especially. Comes in, new team, new scenarios, new everything. And I get it. You can talk about Brom being a local guy and understanding the Louisville landscape. I understand all of that, and actually, I appreciate it very much. However, oh, Christ almighty. The, the league they play in when he was a kid here, it's not, it's not their life now. What they do here now is completely different. So he had to adjust to that as well. So I, I think... I think the season overall is a massive success. Yeah. A I, massive success. I give it like a B. I think it was a successful season. As I, I might be higher than that, frankly. After all of this talk, I might be higher than that. 
As uh, yeah, I I'm at the point where it's a successful season, but there was meat on the bone that was left. As I said yesterday, I think losing three straight, losing to Kentucky, losing the ACC championship game, I think there was some meat left on the bone. But and it's very reminiscent of 2016 when they had Lamar, and of course they lost their last three games. Successful season? Yeah, definitely. When you win 10 games and go to the ACC championship game in Jeff Brown's first year, no question. 10 it's games in the regular season, by the That's way, right. needs to be said out loud, right? It, this right. isn't some bowl game against a team that may or may not care no. that has opt-outs, whatever. This was 10 games on their schedule. And, and you know, I, I got a text uh, from Gandolfo. You know, they were good until they had to, you know, in a bad conference, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. It, you know, when they played against good teams, et cetera, et cetera. I, I do think it was a confluence of two things. I do think their depth at the end of the season caught up with them. And I do think they played better teams. I think all those are true. Yeah, I think that's I think all of it's true. I think their defense kind of fell apart at the end of, of the course. season. It was, a, it was a decent defense for most of the season. And then we saw the last three games, they just, I mean, especially the Kentucky game. And then yesterday, they let Miller Moss look like a Heisman candidate. Right. They just could not get any pressure on the quarterback. And when you can't get after the quarterback, it's going to catch up with you. Eventually. There was a caller on Diener this morning uh, with Ethan and uh, and Coach. Appreciate those guys jumping in. And he, he said something – he said something uh, – oh, gosh, I just lost the thought. He defended Kenny Payne a little bit, but he said something oh, like – Oh, dear God. Um, there was another caller that said, oh, I predicted 11 wins this season, but, man, 10 is great. And it's like, wait a second. <laughs> nah. Set up 11 and they get 10. What I would say to that, all of this is you watch Brom navigate and you watch that coaching staff navigate these games, being down against Georgia Tech that terrible second half against Indiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game against NC State, where frankly, they just didn't have any business winning the game, man. They just didn't. Push Notre Dame around. Did a great job getting ready for that. We're not ready for Pitt. They weren't. Game plan was not good. It was not ready, etc. But impressive win over Duke. Came back, did the thing against Duke. Duke was very good this year. But they go up against Kentucky, who's bigger. They lose. They go up against Florida State, who's got NFL guys. They lost. It's a testament this season to how good of a job Jeff Brom did on the coaching side. What the hell do you want? And I do think long-term, if you want to be positive about this team, I think it's reasonable. Like I said, I do think at some point he makes the playoff here. I think they may they finish in the top ten at some point under Jeff Brom. I don't know when that is or what it looks like, but I think they do. I have that kind of faith in him. I think he's a good, I think he's a good football coach. And I think he's a, a reasonable, pliable football coach. I think he's willing to make changes. We heard him talk about that. Very different than other coaches in our market. We heard him talk about, hey, I, I think we screwed this up. Hey, we need to work on this, et cetera. 437-9680 is our UPS jobs text line. Keep them coming. We've had quite a few uh, since the show started. Um, um, nope, that's not it. Uh, did you, texter, thinking that preseason rankings in football don't matter is like thinking having a 20-yard head start in the 40-yard dash doesn't matter. It is so... Look, that's I, accurate. It is, and I don't, and it's not something I like, and it's not something I set up, but it is absolutely the reality. It just is, and it's okay to say out loud. It's okay to admit, and all programs should be thinking like this. This is the one thing about the bowl season, right or wrong, yeah. where you can manipulate next season. Find someone who loves you the way that college football people love, <laughs> love preseason, their preseason rankings. Their rankings is right. Um, do 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 do. Um, Louis, they played a, a pickup team from California last night. Do you think 11 quarterbacks is enough? Do they need more depth? That's a good text. <laughs> Jack Plummer dislocated his finger, and they still put him out there. Like, what are we doing? They got nobody. That's what They have nine quarterbacks, no, supposedly. They don't. No, they don't. 
<laughs> oh, Dennis, if you have nine quarterbacks, you have none. That's right. <laughs> uh, Louisville's wide receivers uh, consistently do not get separation and are so easy to tackle. They never catch the ball and they, or make a dude miss. Rather, they get touched and they fold like a chair. It, look, uh, we can get into position stuff. And I, you know, as far as, as those sorts of things, I, I don't have a, a deep opinion on that. But I will say, could if you if they took away the rankings and the records and you just watched that game and you took the team names off so you're not biased by Louisville's ten wins and you're not biased by the name Southern Cal, was there any question who had better players last night? That was the easiest thing to see with your eyeballs last no. night. One of those teams had far better players. You could tell who had NFL talent out there. Correct. And they were backups and third stringers. And, and by the way, their defensive scheme at USC sucks. They're bad. Sucks. That is a terrible defense. Dude, you could just pitch the ball and run to the edge every play and get 22 yards. Every freaking... There, there's no one out there, man. The last, It's unbelievable, yeah. Zach, how bad. They're, oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. My brain's like, okay, do, do you know what a lane is at all? I mean, it's just stunning how bad their defensive scheme was. And look... They've never been coached. It doesn't look uh, it's like. It's so obvious. Like, the last meaningful play of the game, Jack Plummer had a guy wide open, and if he throws it accurately and in stride, it's a touchdown, and he throws it behind him, and yeah, he Kenny ends up Payne watched that defense last night was like, ooh, these guys are good. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Texter Satterfield won eight games last year and played a tougher schedule. What did Brom do this year that Satterfield couldn't have done with this week of his schedule? I'm not saying Brom isn't better than Satterfield. Yeah, I don't. Th- I think there are several games. Number one, I like. I don't think Sat wins the Georgia Tech game. He I don't certainly doesn't win the Notre Dame game. They don't win the Notre Dame game. He no just chance. didn't win games like that. No. Um, I don't think he wins in Miami. No. Uh, NC State, they don't make that comeback. Nope. So that's what I would say. I think part of the Satterfield thing, going seven and five, and then winning that eighth game in the bowl game. There it is. There it is. Um, is is you start to compile numbers rather than looking at what they are. That's why ten and four is different with this Louisville team that it would be with others because nine and three go to your conference championship game, lose that, then win your bowl game is a different 10 and four than going 10 and two in the regular season. It just is. That's right. And so to me, that's why it's different. That's why it's better Mm -hmm. uh, than what I think Satterfield would have done with this team. But again, at Notre Dame, at Kentucky, at BC, at Clemson, at Stanford, at Virginia, you lose that home field feel of this schedule right yeah so they, they don't get the schedule breaks next year and they don't have those neutral site games either nope. right and so it's it's just a different thing it's just a different level of schedule than they had this year we're going to find out a and lot about this program next year maybe i actually think it's going to be year three with him that we figure think it out. so yeah unless there's someone just transcendent coming in the portal but shook does not do it for me no um and it's so fascinating because i i don't with the quarterback position especially, and I appreciate the texture, 437-9680, UPS jobs text line, keep them coming, is that in this scenario here where there's a quarterback room, the texture made the joke about having 11 or whatever, which is not terribly far off. How about that? You have a guy with a dislocated hand, there was a finger on his hand, and, and you don't make a move at all. And frankly, once this game got to a certain point, would you not want to find out if Pierce Clarkson in Southern California, by the way, where he grew up, give the kid a chance to play against one of those teams that he grew up watching? Probably loved growing up. So those USC teams when he was a kid were bamf. They were awesome, right? <laughs> so I just, a bit. I, yeah, just a little bit is right. And I, I really wonder. And the quarterbacks they had when he was a kid, right? I mean, Cetrus, I'm sure he watched 
you know, and, and everyone can laugh now, but like a Matt Leinart or something and just how awesome that guy was in college or, you know, a Reggie Bush and his, you know, yeah. you know, you're going to make me feel old all of a sudden. Those are the guys I grew up years with. Ago. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Right. yeah, that's right. That's what but, I wanted to see. I wanted to see Pierce Clarkson play. I want to see some of the backup. I'm play. a little wondering about that, but I, but I do think the, you know, at the end of the day, that showed you that the win did matter. Yeah. Because you don't just play Jack Plummer the whole time. If you're just getting out there to get people. Bowl reps. Yeah. They wanted to win that game. There's no doubt. All right. 98. Phone number ends at 98. I can't read that, but it's fine. Well, I'm going to look that up. <laughs> as soon as somebody texts in and says, oh, I can't read them, like, okay, that's all, all right, I want to say. Text on time, yeah, right. There you go. Sat was a compiler. <laughs> a compiler. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. Man, oh, man. But, yeah, that's all I would say. It just, uh, you know, losing that that ranking spot next season is <laughs> a bummer i hope people can hear you through the glass um i, I just yeah text or uofl like everyone needs players and, and better players um perhaps a daunting thought uh to beat a storied usc yeah I, it, it just showed that the second and third guy at usc is better than the first guy at louisville this year and louisville won 10 games despite it i think you can look at it both ways i really do but uh, in this case, you know, again, Zach would be with his season. I'm closer to an A minus man, ten to two especially. But they, I mean, they did they clunk out at the end of the season? They did. Yeah, that's they, why they I, looked bad against. That's USC. why it's a B. They looked bad against Florida State, man. Yeah. That game was they were never winning that game. Um, and and the Kentucky game is what it is. And it's at home. It's your rival. It's a team that the week before had lost to the bummiest of South Carolina teams. Mm-hmm. And I just did the clunk happen? It did. But I. 10-2 regular seasons do not happen around here. And so I will give it an A- minus uh, for the season. First hour of our show presented by Kentucky Tourism and KentuckyTourism.com. We'll get back into it on the other side. Ben Roberts off for the holiday. Uh, so you got me <laughs> the whole hour with DJ Davis uh, at 11 here on Roboco, ESPN 680 1057. Now, here's Louis Rabot. All right, welcome back in. Oh, fastball. How about that? Uh, Austin, Texas's least fine. Uh, here on Rabot Co. ESPN 680 1057. Zach Antrell hanging out with you. By the way, you can find the station at ESPN 680 on Twitter. You can find me at Radio Louis. Zach is at your boy ZC. Uh, NC State and Kansas State, the, the Pop Tarts Bowl, as I mentioned today, uh, will be on right after. Uh, Rig signs off at six here on ESPN six eighty one zero five seven. We'll probably miss about <clears throat> excuse me about five minutes of that first quarter. Kenny Page show tonight seven o'clock on ninety three nine. Followed no by KP Louisville show Sports tonight. Live. By the way, oh did they cancel that? Yeah, they moved it to tomorrow. Got it. Okay, thank you for telling me that. Uh, Louisville Sports Live will preview the Kenny Page show tonight. Uh, how long will you go on the old uh, Louisville Sports Live? Is that a two hour show? Yeah, it's from seven to nine. <clears throat> Check us out. Shameless plug. Shameless. I do want to know, does somebody eat those Pop-Tarts, like the two edible Pop-Tarts that are on top of that trophy? Are they just going to let those two Pop-Tarts sit there for the entire game, or is somebody going to eat them and they just replace them? Like, uh, uh. If I play that game, I'm eating them. 
I mean, let's be real. Yeah, come yeah. on. No, it's happening. Can, by it, the way. Like, Arizona, Oklahoma tonight, 9 o'clock on our air as well. How about the Duke's Mayo Bowl yesterday? Like, can we just, can we dump the losing coach with yeah. Mayo? Like, why does Neil Brown, the guy who actually won the game, why does <laughs> he get the Mayo point. dumped on? Put the losing coach, See, you, the Mayo this on is him. This is why you're in radio and not in marketing. That's it. Because if you give it to the loser, it's like, oh, it's a loser product? Yeah. See, now you're doing it backwards, brother. Oh, no, you got to give it to the winner. If you watched the game, I, you would have had no idea that it was sponsored by Duke's Mayo. They only talked about it for three freaking hours. They put mayonnaise on everything yesterday, and it was Gosh. not okay. It was the it was biggest okay. shameless promotion of a bowl game since it was the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl, and Brent Musburger was like, this is for all the Tostitos. <laughs> by the way, the Fiesta Bowl should go back to Tostitos. I don't I even do. know what they're sponsored by, but Tostitos was perfect. Some website, I'm sure. Who is the Fiesta Bowl? <laughs> I like that this grinds your gears. I I am all about bowl <laughs> sponsorships. It matters. VRBO. How about that? Verbo. Yeah. Whatever the hell that is. Yeah, it's not. I miss like the Holiday Bowl. It was the Pacific Life Holiday Bowl, and you know, the Florida Citrus Bowl was the Capital One. Well, the bowl. Holiday Bowl was sponsored by the San Diego Credit Union what, for years. The Outback Bowl, whatever the hell that is. Now it's not even the Outback Bowl. <laughs> we used to live in a society. <laughs> when the <laughs> when the when the outback closed next to the mall, I thought, man, is Louisville done? Because <laughs> those those damn restaurants seem to survive anything. They're Jeez. like cockroaches and right? <laughs> during nuclear nuclear bomb attacks. Just what do we what do we got left? Uh, that outback steakhouse and a cockroach. Okay, cool. All right, cool. All right. The apocalypse is over. At least we have Outback. We have Bloomin' Onions and Roaches. <laughs> at the end of the world, at least we get our Bloomin' Onions. Bloomin onions. That's, that sauce is fire, though. It's okay to say. Oh, it is. Oh, I like Outback's underrated. Outback's fine. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. For sure. It's, it is what it's it fine. is. It, boom. It's fine. Oh, man. Uh, talked about uh, Jeff Brom, the uh, the season that was for Louisville football in the first segment. If you ever miss any part of our shows, you can go back to the uh, to the podcast center. Excuse me. ESPNLouisville.com. Or check us out on the app. If you don't have the app, I, you're missing out. It's easily the best way uh, to listen to the station. All right. So uh, did I make anybody interested in the NC State game today? Because that's a game that would be real nice if Kansas State won it. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, no better hours today, as I mentioned. I do want to get a little bit into this UK bowl game against Clemson tomorrow. Because, you know, is there a chance that in this game, by the way, Clemson favored by about a touchdown. Louisville last night was favored by a touchdown. That the Clubniks of the world, the Mafas of the world, the Browns of the world on the on the Clemson side are better than the Learys, the Davises, and the Yankees of the world. And I, I think you're more likely to find out um, – Excuse me. In my notes, I just I flipped things around. This started as a seven-point spread. People are buying Kentucky like crazy. It has moved a full field goal to four points. I've seen that, yeah. And I think a lot of that has to do with something we talked about with, uh, with Gandolfo the other day, which is one of the things about Mark Stoops' tenure that he's done very well at Kentucky, on top of the wins in the rivalry games, the wins uh, you know, in general, getting to bowl games in general, which was not a staple of Kentucky football. We had John Hale on two weeks ago and he essentially said people need to get ready for that to go away in the new reality of, of the sec and the new schedule that's going to be coming when they go to nine games. I I think you have to be ready for this to be really difficult for 
for Kentucky going forward, but I think also just, you know, with the end of the Governor's Cup, you know, you're adding another team that's either on the level of Louisville, maybe a little bit better. But next season, for example, they've actually set the dates for their games down the street in Lexington. <laughs> Road games, young Zach, if you are ready, at Ole Miss, mm-hmm. at Florida, at Tennessee, at Texas. Welcome oh, to the SEC. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you like the checks. That's what you get. Home games in the SEC. South Carolina, Georgia, Vandy, Auburn. And then, of course, they get Louisville, Murray State at home. And they get South uh, Southern Miss, excuse me, in Ohio at home. Go ahead, Zach. Boy, that's a tough uh, home schedule to kind of sell your fans outside of the Georgia game. I mean... You're going to get everybody to show up for that game. Georgia, Auburn, Louisville. That's no, I disagree. You get your rival. Yeah, you get Louisville. Georgia. You get Auburn. I think that's actually. It'll probably be the and it's probably compared to the, some Kentucky schedules. Yeah, it'll be the last Governor's <laughs> Cup game it. for a while, probably because I don't know if that rivalry is going to. Can you look up when that series is is signed through? Yeah, I'd love to know actually. It, I'm going to know. see how if Auburn's any good next year. Mm. They're always one of the. Isn't Auburn always one of those programs that's either I don't know playing for the national championship or they're terrible 11 they're, and 1 or they're six never and six. 8 and 4 yeah, that's right I wish that <laughs> you're totally right I feel that way at least so I mean in the same way yesterday that I so I played Feinbaum Sand yesterday during our preparation for talking about the bowl game last night where he essentially said no one should play in this bowl game if they have a future of any kind <laughs> right and that was the national narrative about the holiday bowl Young Zach, by the way, Clemson and Kentucky have played each other 13 times. Who do you think leads the series? Between who? Kentucky and Clemson. They have played I'm going to say times. Kentucky leads the series. Eight to five. Yeah, they, I know they, they don't just lead it, they, they dominate it. It's yeah, about well. that. Well, so, Clemson football up until 2010 was nothing. So Clemson, by the way, and this is why I talked about the rankings for next season for U of L, is on a four game win streak right now, right? So they avoided. Um, you know, they didn't get, excuse me, avoided. They they failed to qualify for the ACC championship game by going four and four in the ACC. They're they do win their last 2024, by the way. That's the it, right? Kentucky game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Texture saying 2030, but we'll have to, let's keep looking. Um, the, trying to essentially finish with a five game win streak. We talked about who's going to be ranked with or behind Louisville in the preseason poll next year. Clemson was one of only 11 Power 5 teams to go undefeated in November. By the way, you've heard of many of the other teams. <laughs> it's a good thing to do in November. They have won a postseason game in each of the last 12 seasons. It's the longest streak in major college football that includes conference <clears throat> championship games, a playoff game, or a bowl game. That's unbelievable stat, by that's the way, crazy. for Clemson. So that's a big thing on the line for them against Kentucky. Kentucky started 5-0, and of course, ended the regular season with a win against Louisville to get back to 7-5 and after going 1-5 and uh, the next six games. I'm fascinated because I do think still that bowl games matter in the Kentucky football. In their universe, these, these games really matter. Beating a Clemson, I think, does matter. I think 8-5 and feels... I mean, this might be where the the change in record, Zach, is the most pronounced. Is that eight and five and seven and six feel really different? Very much so. Really different. And so, a chance to go to eight and five, a chance to beat a Clemson team that I, I'm sure UK fans 
would gladly talk out of both sides of their mouth. Well, they stink, Louis. They're in the ACC, but also, hey, they just won a title a couple years ago. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I think you could probably do both this season. Um, plus, Dabo, so this is just a punchable face, doesn't he? Just Dabo a, just is a... <laughs> the least likable coach in college football. Is that it, man? Oh, man. He's in the top three or four. <laughs> it's him, Jim Harbaugh, and... Is Jimbo Fisher up there? Jimbo. Well, no, because he's not employed anymore. He's not a job. I'll Boy, tell you, J- Jimbo gets $77 million. That man's living the dream life. Mine was Charlie Weiss for years. I could not stand I that could guy. not stand oh, Charlie Weiss. God. I remember when he came to Notre Stop Dame. Stop waddling. It's enough. Decided schematic advantage. Like, <laughs> um, and then Ohio State put 670 yards on your head, Charlie. He sucks. Charlie, I will say this about Charlie. Sure. I'll give him that. I'll give him that he has the great. He used to have the greatest agent of all time because he got paid fifty million dollars to not coach at two different places. Jimbo's agent is now the best agent of all time. By the way, the game. Yeah, no kidding. The, this game, um, uh, the game tomorrow. By the way, we will have it at noon. It'll follow us. Can we find out? Are we going off the air early for a pregame or anything, or are we going straight up to the kickoff? I assume we're going straight up to kickoff. I believe we're going straight to. Look kickoff. at me! I am UK football pregame. How show. about that? How about that? Yeah. Huh, Dad? Huh? You said I'd never amount to anything. How about that? <laughs> we're leading you up to kickoff. Damn it! Huh? Clemson eight four, little Kentucky seven and five. Deal with it. You want li- professional radio? You want to listen to the game? You're going to uh? listen to us. Huh? There we go. Now you want some game? You got to go through me. How about that? Love that Kentucky Fish and Wildlife postgame show on Streeble Show tomorrow at 3.30. Um, Bob Alvano, dude, just falling into another weekend. I know, seriously. It's the game. Oh, that's beautiful. Ain't that some shit. Uh, and then, of course, they'll play uh, Illinois State tomorrow night. You'll get Streeble and Ents for the Kentucky uh, basketball postgame show presented by our friends at Kentucky Fish and Wildlife. Enter that elk draw on their website uh, for 2024. I hated Tom Herman coming down on the text line. That's pretty good. Yeah, Texter said Blankenbaker <laughs> said a few weeks ago that UK and Louisville signed a new contract after not playing during the COVID year. I can't, okay. I can't figure I can't. Hmm. I couldn't find it, okay. so I don't know. Okay. But I do know they're playing next year. I'm not sure about anything beyond that. By the way, the other thing lost in this game, and this is a definite hold my beer moment, or who did it better, or who wore it uh-huh. better moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dabo going after a caller and and Stoops telling his fans to pony up. Both happened this season, <laughs> yeah, and now did. they're playing in a bowl game. That's right. Should they call tomorrow the pony up game? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the pony bowl. <laughs> Get out of the way, Gator. I'll watch that. Oh, no, man. it's not the Gator Bowl. It's the pony bowl. <laughs> pony up bowl. The pony up bowl. How about that? Loser has to, uh, <laughs> has to pay, pony up because obviously they're not good enough. They need the money. But eight and five just does feel considerably better than seven and six. For some reason, I don't know what it is. You beat Louisville, you beat Clemson, you end the season, you take some of that bad taste from South Carolina out of your mouth. That game, I just, I talk about it so much because I can't get it out of my head, Zach. How bad that game was, and the fact that I had to watch it. Oh it was boy, just so bad. It reminded me, frankly, of watching Louisville basketball last year. Yeah, just that bad. Mm-hmm. I thought the game was that bad. That's right. Uh, <laughs> well, glad you agree. Um, <laughs> But interested to see where that one goes. Uh, Gandalfo is actually uh, either on his way there or or has arrived in Jacksonville. I can't remember uh, which one, but he'll be there uh, to cover all things uh, with that bowl tomorrow for all of our shows. Get us ready. Boy, for he lives a well. tough life. He gets to go to Jacksonville and then he gets to go to Hilton Head. Yeah, you know, the struggle bus. I agree that he struggles. <laughs> yeah, he does. But it's more because of that face. You That's know, right. if, if he had that face, <laughs> life would be a little bit more difficult. That's right. All right. Well. I... 
You know, let's take a break here. We'll come back. I have a ton of stuff on the show sheet I want to get to before Jay joins us at 11. Um, I want Jay to, to get into the, the blue blood thing. Jay has a very different perspective than I do on those things. I do want to get into UK playing Illinois State tomorrow night and what Camp Cal is going to look like the next couple of weeks. Because I asked Mike about that yesterday, where, you know, what what are the chances that Cal, Cal can't take it anymore and he puts the clamps on this team uh, or not? And so uh, interested in that conversation as well. I'll get into all of that. We'll do it next year. Uh, on Rabo and Co. A reminder, though, uh, that we are presented in the first hour by our friends at Kentucky Tourism and KentuckyTourism.com. You can check them out on the socials. Uh, all kinds of really great things going on uh, down there with our friends at Kentucky Tourism. On the other end, uh, we'll get back into basketball, uh, maybe a little bit of uh, – I, I got an NFL question for Zach as well. We'll do all of it next here at ESPN 680, 105.7. to Rabo and Co. here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rabo. All right, welcome back in. I.O. Let's go. It's time for the parade in Pasadena. Tradition meets college football action in one epic bowl game. And with DraftKings Sportsbook, you can make every play count. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting $5 on college football. Look, you got uh, got those games today. You got NC State and Kansas State today. Arizona and Oklahoma. Tons of action. Kentucky at noon tomorrow. Something for everyone. Money lines, parlays, live bets, so much more. You name it. And they've got it. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code WHBE. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just 5 bucks on college football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with that code. WHBE. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18-PLUS. Physically present in Kentucky. Eligibility restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. All right. How about that? Uh, reminder, some other programming going on here. Uh, the Ravens are back home on Sunday, and they'll host the Dolphins at 1, pregames at 1230. That'll be across the hall at 93.9, presented by Liquor Barn, where Kentuckians go to celebrate life. Uh, Texter being mean about Zach, so we got to read this one out loud. Um, Texter, the Zach guy is not an improvement over Avery. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) I would bet $100 that he has a beard. Well, that guy's going to win $100, because I definitely do. How long have you had a beard? Uh, I'm 30, so about 15 years. Wow. Man, if I didn't have a beard, I'd look like I was 19. Yeah, that's that. That's good for you, by the way. I know. Okay. No, no, looking 19 would be good for you. You think so? Yeah. I don't like getting carded. <laughs> I can go everywhere now. Nobody cards. What me. a ridiculous statement, by the way. I'll, I would I'll, love to get carded. I'll probably like getting carded. With my carded, fat, but... bald ass. I would love <laughs> Nobody's to get carded. Card you, no one cards real. my ass. I walk into places and they're like, oh, you have four children. One of them is as tall as you are. I'm definitely not carding you. Oh, no. Card me in five years. I'll take that. (laughs) When I'm 35 or 40 and people card me, I'll take it as a compliment. 30. I'm 30. 30. Uh, Um, Texture, we should hold Brom to the same standards as Payne. If Brom only wins two games, the equivalent of four in basketball, then he should be on the hot seat, too. (laughs) That's good stuff. (laughs) I, I do wonder, by the way, 
Uh, there are pundits in this town who have said things like, you know, uh, Kenny Payne inherited X, you know, and, and, you know, what he did in year one was the fault of the fans and the, and the program, not of what he did. So does that mean that Jeff Brom doesn't get credit for going 10-2 and two in the regular season this year? I've always wondered that. What an obviously stupid um, thing to say about uh, any kind of coaching yeah, yeah, that's right. <clears throat> scenario or, or <laughs> what people have done. I, again, uh, I talked about the bowl game from last night in the first segment. We can recap here. I mean, they let Miller Moss run all over him, man. <laughs> Miller Moss, is that a guy from NCA 14 that you just created uh, uh, in a video game? Miller what Moss. What a great name, by the way. Miller Moss is a great name if you play lacrosse. That's right. I mean, let's call this what it is. Uh, the <laughs> No relation to Randy, as far as I know. Hip fake pantsing in, Boma, in Lambeau oh, Field. Grief- oh. In Lambeau Field. Top five NFL moment. One of my favorite moments. Top of all five. And I love Joe Bucks. Like, how that's a offended, I know how offended people got. <laughs> Get the all the way the bleep out of here, man! Look how odd. I love that. Oh. I, I, we need more of that. Of course. Tax are we sure that's a beard? Look, I, I don't want to. We're not doing quality talk about Zach's beard. We're not doing that today, people. It it, it is seventy times the beard I could ever. Grow. It takes work, damn it. <laughs> I it thought you had the beard because it doesn't take work. It did, I didn't grow it overnight. I think that's why Gandolfo has it. Gandolfo's got this beautiful face. He covers it up with the ugly beard. That's I don't know. I don't get it, man. <laughs> I don't get it. Oh, well. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> NFL questions for you. Are you ready? Always. So now we're doing the college thing in the NFL, which I hate. And that's the Ravens try to keep level head and ignore number one team talk. Oh, come on. Who gives a flying... I, okay. You almost said it there. I did. Let's watch the dump button for what I'm about to say because I think <laughs> this stuff is so stupid. Okay. Quote, it was just this team is the Ravens. We don't know about the Ravens. Now it's, oh, they're the number one team, so we're not paying any mind to that. I feel like that's bait. That's clickbait. And like I said, we're trying to make it to February, so we're going to take it a game at a time. Now, where did we hear that talk around here this year? We heard it from Jeff Brown. Yeah, that's right. And it worked, by the way, through the first 11 games. Sure it did. Why would we not believe the, the Ravens on that? I do. Yeah. I think they're going to be totally fine. I think a bunch of them are 30-year-old people who are not going to be go. people think we're good? That's awesome. I'm good? How great. <laughs> like, no one's sitting around doing that. They're in the playoffs they're every year. The... Bo Jackson's an MVP, man. Come He's on. won an MVP. What are we doing? What is this? He... Oh, what about being number one? What? Who? These are paid professionals with families, and they're the guy makes like men. seventy million dollars a year. And we're talking about Seriously. whether they're going to be. What do they get? Oh my God! Now that they have a now they have a spotlight on him. It's called the NFL. There's a. He's spotlight not Kyler every week. Murray. He's not playing a bunch of video games, pretending that he's you know prepping for these games. He's not. Seriously. He's not Baker Mayfield in Cleveland, never reading the playbook. Yeah. These, it's clear the, the the Ravens are organized. They're good. They have good coaching. They have good players. Like It's so clear. And I see the stupid article on ESPN.com, level-headed, ignored the number one teams. I can't, Zach. These, <clears throat> and this is Jamison Hensley. Get the Jamison Hensley sound. <laughs> That's really why I brought this up. You're welcome, listeners. God bless America. <laughs> Oh, they're the number one team, so we're not playing any mind. Yeah, I know you're not paying any mind. Who's asking these questions? The question here is, hey, 
You're the front runner for the MVP. Does that add pressure? That's the question. What are we talking about? These are these are professionals. I believe, They're always good. I believe we've got a bunch of guys who've been doubted, a bunch of guys who have things to prove on both sides of the ball. So I believe anytime we're the underdogs, we're going to take we're always going to rise to the occasion, but we've got to stay locked in to do that. You're not the underdogs. Lamar Jackson, you are not the underdog. People think they're going to win the Super Bowl. People now. think you're the best team in the NFL. Yes. That's what happens when you I, go to San Fran and house the 49ers. You're thought of as the best team in the league. You can't play the underdog card anymore. When it was pointed out to Jackson that the Ravens technically are no longer the underdogs, Jackson said, We're the underdogs. Why do you feel that way? Oh, because we're the underdogs. Uh, okay. You remember when Georgia last year was like, People say we're going to go seven okay. and five? Nobody said you were going seven no. and five. No. So that is my observation about that. <laughs> As for how they... <laughs> Don't mean to derail you. Just a little bit of breaking news. We'll get into it later on in the hour. The uh, excuse me, the Ravens have decided to trade Joe Flacco. You mentioned that an hour ago. <laughs> oh, I'm just saying. I have it. It's official. And uh, we're working on getting Jameson Hensley up. So I just wanted to pass that along that we... You know, yeah, they've committed to Lamar Jackson and Joe's going to Denver. Yeah, we've got the, the boys on the show before us reported that. But if you missed it, yes, yeah, so it's good news for Lamar because they clearly... It's com- yeah, it's coming along the bottom of ESPN. So just in case. I didn't want people to think like we were ignoring that. Okay. Um, back to what I was talking about. <laughs> you know, that really grinds my gears. <laughs> Bob, dude. Back to what I was talking about. Is the dismount we all needed. It's, it's fantastic. Uh, texter com- uh, sending us a link... Uh, from the Courier Journal uh, from 2023 uh, from CL Brown about the remaining uh, schedule of the Governor's Cup. And I have to trust that this, yeah, it's football. Okay, perfect. Um, UK would not take a big financial hit should it break the remaining six games of the contract that runs through 2030. According to this contract signed in 2011 and extended in 2014, um, it was extended, excuse me, in 2014, 16, 18, and 20, if UofL could not find a team of similar stature to replace the game on the schedule, UK would owe them $500,000 per canceled game. An additional half million dollars in liquidated damages would also be owed per game. So that'd be a million bucks, and that is a team of similar stature. I'm guessing, I mean, is that any 7-5 and five team? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. 7-5, <laughs> baby. I mean, what's the, what's the negotiated settlement there? Half million a year? Yeah. Right? Not, yeah. I mean, they write them a check for two million bucks and they go away, right? I mean... They make that in a home game. Right. I mean, that's that's the point here, is to get out of this. That's right. And get the home games. I mean, <laughs> missing the home game every other year costs them money. That's right. No, it's just unbelievable. Does that grind your gears? Texture. Isn't every team in the NFL underrated, Texture? <laughs> <laughs> the only underdog around here is Louisville basketball, Texture. <laughs> no, they're not an oh, underdog anymore. Underdogs have a chance. That's a good point by you. My God, but I just saw this article and I thought it was ridiculous. We did not totally get into it yesterday. Let's go ahead. Your um, your top five teams right now in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, if the playoffs started today, who comes out of the NFC? San Francisco. Who comes out of the AFC? You stick with Buffalo? I'm, I would lean toward the Ravens. Okay. But if it's not the Ravens, then it would be Buffalo. Yes. Mm. Uh, Texture, I think Blank in his predicted smackdown of USC by UofL, he forgot that USC has the premier athletes. Obvious after watching that track meet last night. No, oh, oh, look, it's true. Look again. Take the names away. Take the you know the the, the jerseys. Take away the the rankings. The, the the records. One of those teams had dudes, and one of those teams had less dudes. That's right. That period. I just 
you know, Jason Anderson's right here down the hallway, uh, getting ready for his show. He goes on air in nine minutes in Kansas City. And that guy would have coaches on, and he would close every interview with coaches the same exact question. What is more important, X's and O's, Jimmy's and Joe's? Mm-hmm. And he did that for years here in this market. Not a single coach ever said X's and O's. No. Not one. You can scheme all you want. If you don't have the players, it doesn't matter. You, you can No, no, no. And I want to be very clear about something. X's and O's got Louisville to 10-2 and two this year. Sure it did. Jimmy's and Joe's did not. So now, were there some guys? In the, of course. Of course they had some dudes. Isaac Grando, a nice surprise. Jawar Jordan was a nice player. Sure. Um, Jamari Thrash, Jamari Thrash is a nice player. Good. Thank you. His name just escaped my mind for some reason. Plummer's still in college for a reason, and that's mm-hmm. what I worry about with Shook next year. That's that guy's right. still in college for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. That's why, frankly, when we talked about basketball, I would rather take a chance on the unknown commodity with, with Cal, for example, down at UK and just go with it in the same way that I would rather have Brock Vandegrift next year than I would Tyler Shook. Yeah. I, I would rather try to figure it out. I, I don't... I, I don't know if I'm right or wrong about that, but I would rather try to figure it out. Not to get off topic, but sure. they were talking about Russell Wilson. You know, yeah, how oh he's gosh. about to get benched and everything. We'll talk about that with Jay. Yeah. Oh no, they asked uh, what's Russell Wilson's future? Where should he go next? And uh, a couple of guys are like, "Oh, Atlanta or you know some other team." Uh, I think it was Bart Scott. He said, "Dancing with the Stars." Hmm. <laughs> he's like Russell Wilson. You can't play in the NFL anymore. Just go dance. I love the idea, too, that they're looking to move him right after he bought a 12-bathroom house. Of course. (laughs) By the way, bad job by him. Needs to be said. You buy a house like that, and the basketball court, the indoor one, the room isn't wide enough to actually have a full three-pointer in the corner. What are you doing? You spent, what, $20 million on that house, and you can't get a full-size court? Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I... Maybe I don't understand money, but I just... It's like the scene in uh, Christmas Story when he thinks he's going to get a bowling alley in in his house. Like, Russell, you can get a bowling alley. You can get a basketball court. Get a full-length court so you can play a full game. Man. Uh, Texter wants to know, he texted this in yesterday. We didn't get to it. Have you seen the conspiracy theory about the last few years' Super Bowl logos being released mid-season, being the same colors of the teams that eventually played the Super Bowl? This year was the Ravens purple. The Do you love those kinds of things? Yeah. Okay. Do you believe in them? No. Okay. <laughs> they're entertaining. There, there you go. There's. They just showed Neil Brown getting dumped with the mayo. That looks so uncomfortable. That should be for the losers. No, you're wrong. You're wrong about that. Uh, texter Devin Neal gave up most of the uh, gave up most of the long passes uh, in TDs last night. He was exposed. Never tried his backup. What's the worst that can happen? His backup gets burnt for a TV TD. I, I, I think we learned last night why. Brom and co. have been so active in the portal. That's right. You saw it last night. Yep. They know to even compete with a 7-5 and five USC team, they're going to need different guys. You got to have dudes. They don't have dudes. Now, you know, and here's the difference. You know who told you that a couple days ago? It was Kenny Payne. He said, we're going to get guys in here that want to win. Right? <laughs> yeah. Do you know who's never said that? Jeff Brom. Yeah. Do you know what he says instead? We didn't do a good job preparing the guys. Exactly. We didn't do this. Yep. It's the Shrewsbury model. That's it's right. the um, uh, the Danny Hurley model. That's that's the mentality on the football side. Will it will it translate into high level stuff? I don't know. I think it ain't going to be because he's not trying. It won't be because of of organization or effort or no. any of those things. No. I, it won't be because of those. And I and I have serious doubts about both of those things on the basketball side. It's not going to be because Jeff Brom isn't doing his damndest no, to go right. out and hit that's the right. portal. And he's going to get guys. 
I look, have confidence that Jeff. If Jeff Brom doesn't make it happen, it's not because he's not being active. It's not because he's you know being lazy. It's the thing I'm waiting for the yeah. narrative to go away with what's happening across the street in basketball is the talk about John Calipari not coaching. I, I, I'm sorry. So I don't know if you were listening yesterday, Zach. I, I don't know what your morning routine is, and if you listen to the show before this one I very do. often. Did you hear when Dr. Ted called in? Or have you oh, gotten yes, used to Dr. Ted? Yes, okay. I have. So a, one of the goats of local sports talk radio, oh, Dr. He's, Ted. He's fantastic. He's fantastic. Um, just everything about him, he's always in a good mood. Yeah. And then they asked him about basketball, and he, he got very somber. He was not in a good mood. No. And that's – you can't lose Dr. Ted, number one, if you're – You lose Dr. Ted, you're done. He lost America. The, but I will say, it was so fascinating. He calls in. And we live in this echo chamber. We live in in the talk echo chamber in this job. It's yeah, right. the favorite thing I've ever done with my life. I'm so glad I get to do this. But you forget that other people are not in this echo chamber. So, you know, when we were talking about, and, you know, six days ago, mm-hmm. texture, there it is. Jason never talked to Cal about X's and O's. <laughs> it's great. Of course. I, um, it's fantastic. I, you know, six days ago on Friday, I said, with Josh Hurd, that there may or may not be a move, you know, at some point this season. And the Dr. Ted calling in, Drew said, hey, what is it that that you especially notice on the basketball side? And in my head it was, oh, he's going to mention, hey, we can't get all Americans. Oh, hey, you know, why would we be able to compete with Kentucky? Blah, blah. No, That's no, right. no, 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 no. That's not what he talked about at all. Nope. He talked about scheme. He said when they come out of timeouts, they don't know what they're supposed to do. He talked about when they get back on defense, they don't. He talked about the zone, getting tricked by the zone, whatever. And I thought to myself, I went, you know what? I got to get out of this bubble once in a while. Mm-hmm. And we did it last Friday where it wasn't that that herd was going to move on pain last week. It was that people wanted him to. And those are different things. Yeah. And it was a good reminder the last couple of weeks that pulling your head out of this uh, <laughs> this echo chamber at some point. No, uh, I had the same thing when I went home. I'd, I talked to various people about the Louisville basketball situation. It's very different than the, what we've got here. Like It's nice to right. you know, have an outside opinion every now and then. Yeah, yeah. Kevin, who hangs out with the show a lot, a guy I really appreciate, 437-968-UPS job sex line. We had dudes on offense, especially the line and running back. We ran it down their throats and they couldn't stop it. It was interesting to watch the play calling last night because I do wonder if it wasn't just set up for Garendo to just run Wisconsin-style offense over and over and get six, seven yards of carry against USC. Those are those are harder questions than, than I'm, you know, that's above my pay grade for sure. But I, I, I get it, Kevin. I, I think that... I don't know. Just a disappointer last night. It really was. It was just disappointing. Uh, Texter Jacob, here's the X's and O's. Call. Never talked to Cal about X's and O's. Cal was enamor- Cal's enamored with O's. He always brought up O on wheel. <laughs> I can't read the rest of that. It's pretty good, though. Sure you can. <laughs> we'll talk to Jay Davis next year on, uh, on 680-1057. I'm Louis Rabot. This is Rabot and Co. Find me on Twitter at Radio Louis. You can find our station at ESPN. 680 a reminder we will have the kentucky clemson game tomorrow at noon today at six we have the pop tart bowl right after strebel uh nc state and kansas state and then tonight we'll have the alamo bowl arizona and oklahoma that is a place i'd actually like to see 
I'd like to see a football game as the Alamo Dome for some reason. The oh, place down looks San Antonio? weird. Yes, it looks very weird, and I'd love to see uh, a game. How there. many football games do they play at the Alamo Dome? I think it's just the Alamo Bowl itself, right? I gotta remember, but I think uh, I think like the Cowboys have played preseason games over there. Yeah, that sounds about right. Just to you know keep the the fan base in that part of the state interested in the Cowboys. I don't think that's much of a concern. I, I but, don't think they have yeah. too many problems with keeping people in Texas interested they, in the Cowboys. They, they do summer practice in Oxnard, California, in L.A., just to rub it in. Did you see what they did to Lincoln <laughs> Riley yesterday? Oh, God. We talked about the Mayo Bowl. Which did you time? see what they did to Lincoln Riley in the postgame? Maybe I missed it. So he got uh, he got doused in eggnog. They dumped eggnog on Lincoln Riley. So that's why, that's why, so Jeff Brom threw that game because he didn't want to get eggnog thrown on him. Texture is the Beth Haven Texture busy today. I was waiting for that. I love this show. <laughs> I can't believe it took an hour. I love this show. How about show. that? Oh, yeah, they're switching to uh, SMU Boston College Fenway Bowl. Oh, God. Look at that scene. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you can barely see Boston. You can't see it. They're <laughs> in the harbor. You can't see Boy, it. Boy, th- if that doesn't oh, sum up man. Boston in December, <laughs> I don't know what does. All right, more Boston weather talk next.